You're listening to the Power and Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. And in this podcast, we will talk about the sports of powerlifting, what it's like to be a female strength athlete, what it's like to be a strength coach, nutrition, tips to help yourself in your athletic endeavors, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive into today's podcast. Hey y'all, on today's episode, I speak with Lysha Gardner. Lysha is a 21-year-old collegiate competing powerlifter who just competed at the TBS Summer Open and killed it and got a 475 kilo total, one best overall lifter. And she also just recently became a collegiate national champion this past April at Collegiate Nationals. We had an awesome conversation about her journey in lifting and where she wants to go next. And she believes this will not be her last time as a national champion. Let's dive into the episode. So exciting. (laughs) No, but like when I was watching the meet, I was like, you know what? What else do I do on Saturday night? I'm going to watch powerlifting. And I'm like, who is this? (laughs) (laughs) Like she is coming out dominating and then I'm like, how old is she? Like, she's a fetus. She's a fetus. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Um, I just started USA powerlifting um about three years ago. Technically I've only been doing it for two because of the whole pandemic thing. Um, but it's been it's been nice. <laughs> well, how did you get into it in the first place? Because you compete as collegiate too so does your college have a team like on campus yes uh so I started powerlifting in fresh as as a as a in high school freshman um I did equipped um I was in I was part of the THSP or THSWPA which is the Texas uh high school women's powerlifting association um I did that for four years um and then when I graduated I went to the University of North Texas which I'm currently enrolled in and um they have their own powerlifting team so I stuck with it. Now I'm, of course, I, you know, transferred over to Rob, but yeah. <laughs> so what was Equip like? Because in my mind, Equip is a whole different sport. Like, <laughs> uh, You have to have a whole team. Like there's, there is absolutely no way that you can do Equip powerlifting by yourself because it's just, it's just, it's very chaotic. Um, the warm up, you have to warm up bra and then you have to put your equipment on. And sometimes, and because the suits are so tight, you actually need help getting into your equipment. And then there's getting your knees wrapped. And then if you can't walk, they have to carry you to the platform. So it's, it's just, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> like whenever I see it, I'm like, this is so cool. But like, I don't know. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> Like, yeah. what made you start out equipped? Was that just like what was put in front of you when you were in high school? Yeah, so uh, THSPA, they only do equipped powerlifting. Um, I don't, they were talking about um, introducing raw powerlifting, but at the time they only offered equipped powerlifting. So that's, that's pretty much why, you know, I went into that. <laughs> okay. Do you miss it at all? Like, did you like it? Did you like it? It's, it's fun. It is very, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's very fun. But honestly, I don't think I would do it again just because you have to rely on a lot of people. It's not just 
you it's like you have to of course like you have your coach but even then like sometimes you you need more than one other person to help you that's a lot yeah (laughs) was it fun like what was it like getting on like into that bench shirt like how did you even get like I've seen the videos like how do you get in (laughs) yeah so I honestly for me the harder suit to put on was the squat suit but the bench shirt it's kind of like depending on the one that you use um like if you had a katana it's like you have to like you slip into it and your arms are kind of like up front and you have to like punch your arm all the way into the actual suit so that it comes you know in um and then you have to wear a belt because if you don't whenever you unrack the 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 actual shirt will come up and it'll force the weight down on your neck. So you have to hold, you have to have something holding it down so that it doesn't like slip up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you're always scared to die. It's like- <laughs> yeah. I mean, essentially there's, I don't think there's any way that you can equip to without a spotter. Cause I mean, raw powerlifting, you know, you can, you can have like your, your RP six, RP seven without a spotter, like you'll be fine. You know, so as mm-hmm. long as you have the safety, you're fine. Um, or even then you, you might not even need them, but, um, in when, when it comes to equip lifting, it's different. Like you have to have somebody there. Cause you never know, like your suit can just like move and that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that makes sense too. Cause whenever I see equipped lifting, <laughs> I noticed like the bomb outs and everything are just like 12 times higher. I guess because the chances of you like just not being able to physically get into the right position mm-hmm. is so much greater. Like the chance for error yeah. is like, probably 10 times bigger. Oh yeah, for sure. I know for squat, it's like sometimes because of how tight you are, you, you can't, even if you want to, you can't hit depth. Like you have to have enough weight to where it's pushing you down enough to where you'll be able to get low and then also be able to come back up. So it's 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 a lot. <laughs> Guys, I'm fascinated by this right now. Like I love <laughs> I've never actually talked to someone who actually competed in equipped. I've just watched it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, tell me your struggles so I can live through you because I'm never gonna do it myself. So <laughs> no, it's it's very fun. It's it's very fun, but it's it's a lot. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's a lot. At least for me, I wouldn't do it again. You know, I I don't think I would. But you did it for four years, and then you graduated, and then you went on to do raw. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about you as raw, because that's what I know you as, or at least the research I did before I hit <laughs> you up in the DMs. But even like your first meet, you came in strong. And that makes sense now because I assumed you started raw, but now like you had like you've been powerlifting for like seven years. Actually. Yes. yes. And how old are you? I'm 21. You're 21. So since yeah, you were 14. I, yeah. So I started, I was about to turn 15. I started powerlifting in December of 2014, and my birthday is December 18th. So it's literally right there. Um, and yeah, so I've been practicing since then. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That's beautiful. Okay. So do you like, like, well, you already said you wouldn't do it again, but did you immediately fall in love with the raw aspect of it when you started? 
when I started, I didn't want to do powerlifting. I was very skeptical about it because I had never done it, you know. So it was it was something new. And um, just knowing that obviously you're like the strength that you show on like the suit, it's not the same as when you take it off. You know, like you can squat a lot more and bench a lot more in the suit than you can without it. So I was just kind of like, ah, I don't know, you know, it's not, it's not going to show that I'm that strong, Rob, but <laughs> um, I was honestly very surprised with how much I was able to lift raw. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that I would, especially my squat, I, I always thought that that was the one lift that was going to like, really like be, uh, you know, but oddly it wasn't yeah it wasn't of course then I dropped the weight and then my squat suffered the most <laughs> yes that was another yeah. thing I was going to mention because I see you have some weight class changes so you started out yeah. 72 were you cutting mm -hmm. down to 72 or were you just naturally easily in that weight class so when I started powerlifting I weighed 190 pounds and then I cut down um, the weight class that I competed and equipped was 181 pounds. So I did, I was in that weight class my freshman, my sophomore year, my junior year, I dropped down to 165 pounds and I maintained there until I graduated. And I know um, the 72s was 156 pounds. So I had to lose, you know, about seven pounds. So I was like, yeah, it's, it's fine. I can do that. So I did drop the weight and I went down to the 72s and I would just maintain there um, and the reason I decided to drop to the 63s was I was never really um, comfortable with the way that I looked so one day I was just kind of like I know there's different ways for you to you know motivate yourself to lose the weight and for me it was like I don't like the way that I look but I know that I'm not going to stick to a diet unless I have a deadline by like a certain date that I have to weigh a certain amount of weight. So like the best way I could do that is if I commit to going down a weight class. So I know that by the day that I'm going to compete, I have to weigh this weight. And that's when I got in contact with Marcellus and um, we started talking and he agreed to be my nutrition coach. And I've been working with him ever since. So I started working with him back in 2019. And um, yeah, so we've been working for about two years now together. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so you have a crazy story because you, like, you dropped a lot of weight. Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. And, like, how, like, how did you feel? Because you said, like, your ego was kind of shot, right? I mean, you went from, like, you know, equipped to raw. You're like, I can't. Yeah. It's not the same. So no. was it hard to grasp, like, you know, dropping weight? I'm sure at some point you're listed and feel as strong somewhere in that weight loss so, phase, right? I knew that it was going to, my, my lips were going to suffer, but I didn't think they were going to suffer that much. Um, so I didn't have a coach my freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. um, I trained for collegiate nationals on my own. I didn't hire my coach was just Jordan Glenn until my sophomore year and we started working together right around the time that I started working with Marcellus to drop the weight and at first you know my squat was going great and then we noticed a decline when I really started to like the weight loss really started to kick in and I really started to lose weight 
Um, and I think um, after I got to 145, anything below that, it was like, I went from being able to rep out 315 to not even being, being able to do it for a single. Um, I felt fatigue all the time. And the crazy thing is that my bench was still improving and my deadlift was still improving. So it was like, okay, fine. You know, it's a small price to pay. Cause um, I want to say I probably lost about mm, 30 to 40 pounds on my squat, but everything that I lost on my squat, I gained it on my bench and my deadlift. So it was like, my total stayed the same, but my squat declined when my bench and my deadlift, you know, like it went up. So it was kind of like, okay, you know, you sacrifice one thing and you get two more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting as that happened. <laughs> yeah. So, so what was it? Well, you still work with Marcellus. So mm -hmm. what was, I want to ask it, like, what was it like to like be cutting down and weight, but still trying to push so hard in the gym? Like, <laughs> like, in, like your mindset going into the gym every day where you just kind of like oh because especially if you get to a point where you're feeling that fatigued like what makes you want to keep going like some people have been like you know what 72 is fine like <laughs> like after a while like 72 is yeah. gonna be where it's at like. <laughs> so I guess what kept me motivated was that I wanted to be better I wanted to do better I knew that I wanted to go to nationals and I would win so even though I felt exhausted I I was you know full-time in school I was also working part-time at a cafeteria I was on my feet six hours a day right after that I would go to the gym and you know spend three to four hours at the gym and it was so hard you know some days I was like I am I am exhausted but I just, I, I wanted to win that. I just, I just wanted to win so bad. Like I dreamt of being a collegiate national champion. And that is the only reason why every single day I was like, I have to keep going. If not, I am never going to win. Like, that's just it. If I don't keep training, I'm not going to win. So that's, that's pretty, I want to say that's the only thing that motivated me when I felt so tired and so fatigued. Obviously, I looked in the mirror and I liked the way that my body was changing. You know, I loved it. I was like, I look good. I'm actually starting to enjoy looking at myself in the mirror. But um, there was also like, in order to maintain this, I have to maintain my diet and I have to maintain or stay consistent with going to the gym. And it was, it was really hard. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of people say, oh no, you know, like you, if you have these goals, you know, it's, it's, it's not that hard to stay motivated, but that is a lie. It is so freaking hard. <laughs> I mean, look, people who tell you that don't know, it's like, they probably aren't even athletes. So yeah. those people <laughs> need to be quiet because they have to remember we spend like, I don't know, 15, 20 hours a week, maybe in the gym for yeah. nine minutes on a platform and we're training for like you can be training for 16 20 weeks for it and you're just mm -hmm. like well this is for that one night yeah it's like having like, an additional part-time job that yeah, you're not it paid well, to do <laughs> i i literally because i value my time so much so all the time i'm like okay like i'm like am i getting the most of my week and i look at how much time i'm in the gym I'm like i love this i'm gonna keep on doing it it's like my whole life but i'm like 20 hours 
That's a lot. <laughs> that I know people who get part time is twenty hours, man. Part time workers work for twenty hours. Yeah. <laughs> but you seriously have the heart of a champion, though, because not only that, you have to remember, like you're only twenty one now, and you became mm-hmm. a collegiate champion this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you're 21 and you still have this amazing mindset of like no matter what I gotta eat like I gotta put in the chips every single day because Mm -hmm. that day is coming and when that day comes I better be great because I just starved (laughs) and worked hard so now I I need to know like the actual day of the competition where you became a 63 kg collegiate national Mm -hmm. champion like I want to know about this whole day like I want to know like what were we feeling like when you walked in were you feeling like death when you need to rehydrate because you were like oh you know what let's start there did you water cut to finish no no so this oh my gosh there's there's a lot going into this but I had a back injury um about a month and a half before collegiate nationals that I wasn't able to deadlift the month like the last month leading into collegiate nationals I didn't deadlift whatsoever I did not deadlift at all so collegiate nationals was the first time I had deadlifted heavy since my injury um and I had I was going to see uh Dr. uh Brennan Ruscha um in Kinetic Center Dallas and um it was so I have I had had issues with my back before but they didn't really start until I started dropping weight and he said that you know one of the fact one of the reasons why I was more prone to injury or it was easier for me to get injured was because there wasn't as much of fat tissue between my my muscles and that's what was causing the injury or causing me to get injured as frequently um, so I did walk into collegiate nationals with a back injury and, um, I remember that I was, so I was supposed to start my period on that week of collegiate nationals. So I, I had spoken to Marcellus and to Jordan about this, and we had decided that we were going to try to walk in a little bit lighter just because whenever I start my period, I bloat about two pounds. So that is why we walked in so light was because we were, we were prepared in case that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, uh, I, I want to say about two weeks out, I had already, I was already weighing 138 pounds. So I wasn't, I don't, I won't, I don't want to necessarily say that I was starving going into the meat. I was just maintaining, but even then my macros were so low to maintain at that weight. It was, it was crazy. Like, um, I won't say what my macros were because a lot of people think that, oh, if I eat with sheets, I'll probably lose, but that's not the case. Everybody's body is different. You. Yeah. So I won't go into that, but, um, my macros were so low and I didn't have as much energy, of course. So the, the night before, I remember when I got to Louisiana, I weighed myself on the actual scale that we're going to be weighed on. And I weighed 136 pounds with my clothes on. Yeah. Uh, So I was like, oh, okay. So I remember my coach telling me like, if you can just eat, he's like, I don't want you to stuff your face because whenever, whenever I eat a lot 
right after um after you know getting out of a cut I get so sick that I throw up Mm -hmm. so he was like I don't want you to eat to the point where you're gonna get sick just try to get a little bit more food in so that you wake up a little bit heavier the next day so I did try um but I was just praying when I was like I'm gonna get sick so I I just I ate my I kept up with my macros that day and I went a little bit over my carbs um so the next day I did wake up weighing 136 pounds ish I remember I weighed in at like 61.7 kilos yeah so I was really under but um I felt it all on my squat like it in warm-ups everything just felt so heavy I was I did not feel great (laughs) let's say I did not feel great um and that meat I totaled 440 and the best I had ever totaled in this weight was 450 yeah um yeah so I actually had you know it it affected that that one kilo that I was under more actually affected my performance that day for sure yeah, but you still pulled it out, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, like, I mean, you did not feel good. <laughs> yeah, no. But it's kind of crazy to hear, like, you were so light, and, like, things were just not looking perfect at all. You were, like, back no. and injured, and you still, did your back injury affect your squat at all? You meant, you want to talk about your deadlift. No, so it didn't, it didn't hurt when I would squat. It only hurt when I would deadlift. It, which was like it was it was it was really weird it was the way that it felt it was like it didn't hurt at all to squat it only hurt when I would deadlift so I don't know it was just, it was just really 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 strange um I would do um some uh, rehab for my back that would help it a lot um I know for about two for about a week and a half, I couldn't squat because it was affecting my squat, but it didn't, it didn't affect it as much as it affected my deadlift. Like for my deadlift, I wasn't able to deadlift for a whole month versus squat. It was just a week and a half. Okay. Was there like a diagnosis? Was it just like discs that were like no, not so feeling cool? We never really figured out what it was. Um, Dr. Brendan, he he his diagnosis was that my back was just really irritated um which made sense because it wasn't it wasn't an injury so serious to where I couldn't move so we knew that it wasn't anything like severe like anything that I was gonna need surgery or anything like that um and because I could still squat heavy I just couldn't deadlift um so yeah there was never really like a diagnosis but I remember after when I started putting the weight back on it was like I never had the injury and I haven't had any back, any problems with my back since I started gaining weight again. So it was just really, really crazy. weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you ended up pulling out a 185 kilo deadlift anyways, which is still, yes, mm-hmm. seven and a half less than what you had done for your best. But like, how did you even deadlift? Like that's only 15 pounds less. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know if you saw my last deadlift um collegiate which was 196 I attempted to break the record I locked it out but the judges gave me a bad call and there was no jury table to take it to so I just didn't get the lift yeah and I, the thing is I we were so upset about that because my coach was going crazy he was like mm-hmm. how do you not have a jury table at a national level meet that is insane 
And he took the video and showed it to, he just, he would pull judges aside and be like, look at this video. Just tell me, is this a good lift or not? And every single person that he would ask would say that it was a good lift. So it was just, it was just, it was a very bad call. And um, I, it was, they, the judges, they, um, they flagged it different things. I think like one of them was yellow and the other one was blue or something like that. And my coach asked, like, what did you call her on? And both of them said that my shoulders were forward. But we look at the video. We even took a screenshot of the lockout and my shoulders were not forward. So I don't, it was, it was just a bad call. And if it is shoulders forward, <laughs> why are they using two different color? That is, that's no. the thing. It was very, like, that, it was very inconsistent. Like, that, that whole thing was just, no. And I remember, like, I even, like, we spoke to the media director. We're like, why didn't you have a jury table? And he said that he had no control over that. But I'm just kind of like, you have control over the sessions. If you know that you don't have enough judges to run this session, then make it fix, fix something so that you have the appropriate people where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But he just kind of like cleaned his hands by saying, oh, that wasn't on me. Like I had no control over what judges were going to be there. So I was very disappointed with that meet. It was, it was, it was the biggest accomplishment that I've ever had. But at the same time, it was kind of like, it was so disappointing at the same time. And I, <laughs> I know, I mean, I'm so sorry. Cause like, there's nothing more heartbreaking. Like this reminds me of Jasmine Fenn, man. You know, Jasmine Fenn. Yes, yes. I, She's a freaking Texas. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yes, I've met her. She's so awesome. I love her. I'm like, why are y'all like having the same <laughs> the same story happening here? Like a yeah. clearly good lift. And thank God you still ended up winning, but like they took the record away. I and it's know. like you ain't coming back down six three. I doubt you're coming back down six three. So. Oh I'm not. no. <laughs> that was rough. Yeah. That was my last meet at sixty three. And I think that was what disappointed me even more. It was like this was yeah. supposed to be the last performance at this weight class and this is what I got I mean of course I still won but I wanted yes, the record you know <laughs> yeah no it's a bit you want your freaking name on the record but look mama I made it like look right there like yeah <laughs> seriously I think records are a big deal I, some people be like oh but who cares as long as you went I'm like um they're both no. cool because yeah. that's the strongest <laughs> of the strongest for that lift yeah, of all that's time. pretty freaking yeah, cool. Yeah, that means that and your you, lift has been the strongest lift ever. Yes, like with a broken spine. We got <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me add. <laughs> Oof, okay. So, and then on top of that, well, you guys didn't find out Collegiate Worlds wasn't happening until the week of, or was it, was it after or before you actually I... competed? I didn't know that it happened at all. <laughs> no, I know it didn't happen. It no, got, no. it was canceled. Okay, no, I had, I, I wasn't um, doing any research on that. Um, I did get the spot on the junior team for the, um, the competition happening in Sweden, mm-hmm. but I turned, I turned it down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I turned it down for multiple reasons. I think the number one reason was that um okay so I'm gonna just go through the list of reasons but uh number one you know because of the whole thing with the IPF and USAPL um we're not sure if we're even gonna be allowed to lift and I 
just the thought of everything I was going to have to go through just to get there. And then for the possibility of them to tell me once I get there that I'm not going to lift, I was like, absolutely not. Um, I don't have the funds to go. So I was going to have to fundraise or get a loan for it. Um, I was also going to have to drop a weight class because I was told that I'm not, I was not able to, I would, I would, I would not be able to compete at 69. I would have to compete at 63. And um, it's in the middle of the semester. So I would have gone, I would have had to have gone through the Dean of Students to get an university approved excuse to leave for that long to go compete. So I was just kind of like, there's all these things for the possibility that I'll get there and they might tell me that I can't lift. I was like, no, I'm, I, I know that this is gonna sound very cocky and whatever, but I'm pretty sure this is not the last time I'm gonna win collegiate nationals. I'm pretty sure this is not the last time I'm going to get invited. So hopefully things get improved between the IPF and the ACPL and I get invited next year and I'll say yes for sure next year. But yeah, this year is just, it was not going to happen for me. And it makes sense because there is so much going on, like on top of like all the drama with IPF and the lifters who all of them are still like, what are we doing? I mean, yes, they were like invited, but you know, this it's not official they can lift. Yeah. And it's like for you to have to deal with that, plus like you have to get special permission, you gotta cut mm -hmm. back down. Yeah. Yeah, all the pro all the progress that I've made, it I know I I would have suffered my I'm pretty sure my bench was gonna suffer this time around. Um, for sure my deadlift. It was like I would I would have to start back over from zero. Um this past weekend I squatted 172.5 yeah. and I know that would have been affected I probably would have only be able to squat 160 at most as a 63 so I would just take a big hit again and squat and I don't want to do that no <laughs> especially like when you like come off the meat and you start to you know get to eat actual food and <laughs> you're like yeah I feel good again <laughs> oh no I'm about to go back like there's one thing when you go through suffering right I'm acting mm -hmm. like you were dead you're, I, no one she didn't die guys I'm counting dramatic but like there's one thing where you go through suffering and you're like there's mm -hmm. the angle and you get there and then you start to feel better and then you're like I might go back to feeling like that when I feel good today. No. Like yeah. And things that I was cutting for so long that I thought that the way I felt was normal. I thought that feeling that fatigued was normal. Um, it wasn't until Marcellus increased my macros that I noticed a big difference. I was even sleeping better because I would have a hard time sleeping as a severe. Like I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would just be up for like two or three hours and just not able to go back to sleep. And and that was just my body telling me like, hey, girl, you need to you need to eat a little more, you know, <laughs> uh, but I didn't I didn't feel good. And I didn't realize how not good I felt because I was so used to feeling that way. Yeah, it's crazy how like your body can literally be telling you, please help me. And like when you suppress <laughs> it for a long period of time, it's like you just kind of like, no, no, it's this, normal. This is my new normal. Yeah. But now you're feeling good. You're feeling good. We are squatting 172.5. That's awesome. I'm so excited you got that. Like when I saw you, this, that squat was when I paid attention to you for the rest of me, by the way. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my coach was like, he wanted me to do 175. But I was like, I don't know. That's so scary. So I was like, no, my best squat was 170. I just want to hit more than that. So I said, no, this is still 172. And he, after that squad, he was like, 
you could you probably could have done 180 like I was like yeah probably <laughs> it, it did fly it was a good good lift so yeah. but hey it's like a confidence booster the last meet you did you were a 63 and you swallowed 155 so I get how mentally you'd be like hey, let, me just, let me just beat what I did and like yeah. not try to like go crazy over here yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to talk more about the TBS Summer Open. Like that, this was a great meet for you. So what was it even like? Like what was the training like this time? Because you were able to like be fueled and like happy. Like, was it like all rainbows and butterflies, but it's still some hard times throughout this uh, prep? Honestly, I can't say that I had a specific day where I didn't have a good training session um just because I felt so good like I didn't there was not a single day where I felt like dang like I had a really crappy session today like no I think I was come there so there was I did have some issues with my shoulder um so for some reason my left like my left uh, no my right lat it's not as strong as my left one so uh, my shoulder was trying to compensate for that, like lacking that strength there. So I, it was, it was starting to hurt like my, my pec and my shoulder. Um, I had some really bad pain and I went to see Dr. Brennan and he told me that's what it was. So I started um, adding extra set of accessories just to my right side. And that's, that fixed that issue like immediately. Um, so there was, I, I probably had like two bad training sessions, you know, um, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say they were bad, but, um, that I didn't feel 100, um, was when I was having that pain on my shoulder. But other than that, it was in, I never walked into the gym, like, oh my God, I can't lift today. I, I never felt like that. Dude, that's so, uh, that must've been so relieving just compared to the last time. Did you feel that way for the um, collegiate nationals meet like oh I can't lift today but I have to lift anyways yeah actually I wasn't even excited to lift that day I'm not gonna lie I woke up and I was like okay today is the day that I'm gonna go and put out on the platform everything that I've been working for um I'm gonna go and do it but I just felt so drained that I wasn't excited for it I was like no I didn't I I probably if it probably really hit me um, when we started warming up for squat. And I just, I get so anxious with squat. It's like, it's insane. Like I feel like as soon as I interact the weight, my body's shaking. I feel like my legs are shaking. I'm just so nervous. And that's when it hit me like, oh my God, I'm on the national platform right now. Like, oh my God, you know? Um, but on the, the, the day of I woke up and I didn't feel pumped I was just so exhausted <laughs> yeah um but of course you know it was um it was fun you know I'm, I'm not gonna lie and say oh my god no this was, it was horrible no it, it was fun but yeah I I I wasn't excited just because I felt so so tired and this time around there was not there wasn't a single time where I didn't feel um tired or like I didn't want to do it I was excited 
every single day that I would go to the gym, I would wake up on my arrest days and I'd be like, oh my God, I wish I was going to the gym today. Like, I was just so excited. <laughs> Dude, the difference good, like being able to eat can make. The yes. <laughs> Seriously. No, because there was a point in my life too, like I never like cut down, down, but like when I was trying to lose on my own, doing it wrong, like, and I was still lifting heavy, <laughs> I was like, yo, I felt like crap. And I didn't know uh-huh. until now I have my own nutrition coach. And I'm like, oh my gosh I'm allowed to eat how many carbs like I'm allowed to eat this amount of carbs right (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's a whole different thing okay let's I want to hear all about this CBS summer open Mm -hmm. meat day because first of all I was told that it was so hot in the back that people were like changing out their shirts multiple times like in between squat like attempts it was so hot. I'm not like, I even, I was going to, but I forgot. I was going to weigh myself after the meet to see how much water weight I lost during the meet. Cause it was that hot. And I'm one of those people that I, I move, I breathe and I sweat. Like I'm one of those people. So mm-hmm. I was just sitting there and I was like, it is so hot. And I had a full face of makeup because every time I lift, I like to look cute. So I put on my makeup every time I lift, every time I compete, not when I lift, just every time I compete, I put on mm-hmm. a full face of makeup. So I remember going to the bathroom and grabbing towels to wipe my, like wipe my sweat off because it was so hot. I, it took me like 30 minutes to put on my knee sleeves because it was that hot like I couldn't get them up my legs because they were covered in sweat just oh sitting God. there it was so hot but the experience it was it was oh my God the meat director he did an amazing job with that meat that that was the only in my opinion that was the only bad part of that meat was that the air conditioner like I I heard that it it got overwhelmed and it stopped working because of how many people were in there and the the going and coming out you know he had three sessions that day so that's why the air conditioner wasn't working for our session but um other than that it was it was a really I it was like a mini nationals like it looked like the presentation itself looked like a mini nationals the way they were running it was so efficient like we weren't standing there waiting forever um the warm-up room was like insane I didn't have to wait like 30 minutes to get a rack to warm up Um, All the girls, pretty much, we all, like, got one rack, and we all warmed up on that same rack, and um, it was, it was, it was amazing. It was, he did a really, really good job with that meet. Yeah, it looks like, like, it looked, it ran super efficiently. We had some, I feel like y'all had some, like, legitimate, like, coaches in there, too. Like, you know how most these kind of, like, local random coaches, like, it was like, Uh oh, no, this is running smooth, and, like, these attempts make sense. Like all mm-hmm. of them make sense. And like, yeah. that's not, I mean, obviously it's the prime time, like local mm-hmm. meet, but this whole prime time local thing is new. And I've just never seen that happen unless it was legitimately prime time, like at national. Yeah, no, we were, we were actually talking about that because, you know, like the girls, we were the um, flight one. It was like, um, because it was only five of us, it was just us. And then there was like the other, the rest of the roster were men. So we were going first and I was telling the girls like, this is the first meet where I compete and I'm one of the first lifters to compete in my flight. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. It was just so yeah. weird, but it was, it was fun. Like turning and seeing that everybody was lifting heavy weight. It was, it was almost intimidating. Honestly, it was like, oh my God, I'm not the strongest person here. And that's awesome. <laughs> it is, dude. It is awesome. Like, and you, and you still had an amazing day. Like your squats flew like crazy. We get mm-hmm. to bench press. You got a nice bench press. 
Thank you. Your bench press, you get 112.5 kilos. Mm -hmm. Like it looked good. And then, oh, tell me you didn't love that road, that road bench. Oh, it was great. It honest for me, it was just, it felt so stable. Everything just felt so stable. It was in like, um, sometimes I'll notice in some of the, um, whenever I bench, like part of my shoulder will be hanging off the side of the, of the bench. But this time it was like, okay, I can move and nothing's going to like fall off to the side. So it was, I love, I love that rack. I wish, I wish they used it all the time, you know? <laughs> Dude, like, cause my gym just got a road rack. So like, I'm mm-hmm. now like, I understand. I yeah. understand. I could take a nap on this rack. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like a pillow bed. You're like comfortable. It's permanent. So yeah. if you're a bench presser, like that is the rack you want to be using on the yeah. day, which is rare, but it's awesome that you guys have that. And then we get to your deadlifts. Okay. So we ended up hitting our first and second attempts. Mm-hmm. We hit 190 kilo, which was almost at your best. Your best was 192.5, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So we hit 190, solid. Do you wish you had taken like a smaller jump? I honestly so, can't fully remember what the last deadlift looked like. <laughs> the last, my second deadlift flew. My third deadlift um it felt like I was pulling forever but I looked at the video and I was pulling for like two seconds I got it up to my knees and then I started feeling really dizzy and I put it back down um so leading up to that oh my gosh um I trained with the SBD belt and after I started gaining weight um the whenever I would deadlift the SPD belt would pull me out of position uh whenever I get to heavier weight I was I, I couldn't lock out like it was like I would come up but I couldn't like push my hips forward to lock out it was just I would just be stuck in that one position right before the lockout like my legs my knees were locked out but I couldn't lock out my upper body so it was um and we didn't realize that until my last heavy SBD day, um, I remember Marcellus was there, Chance was there, um, uh, I think Charlie Yang was there, um, and they were looking at me deadlift, and they saw my last deadlift, oh, uh, and I remember Jasmine was there, and Michael was there too, and uh, I turned to look at my coach and I was like, I don't understand. Like I've never, like, I have never had an issue with the lockout. Why? Like, I, I, I just couldn't understand. I was freaking out. And, um, Marcellus pulled my coach aside and said, you need to get her out of that SBD belt. Like it's, it's, it's the belt that's pushing her out of position. So it was a last minute change the week before the meet that I switched back to my old belt. Um, so it was, I was panicking because I had, I like to train with the equipment that I'm going to use on me day, which is ideal. That's what you're supposed to do. So having that last minute change was like, oh my God, what if, what if everything just goes wrong? I was just freaking out. Um, and I don't want to say that the me changing the belt is what, what caused me not to get my last deadlift. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I think I definitely think that had something to do with it because my old belt is only, it's a 10 millimeter belt and the, the SBD belt is 13. So I noticed mm. that it's easier to get 
um, the weight off the floor with the SBD belt, but the lockout is easier with my 10 millimeter belt. So um, it was, you know, it was just, uh, just a couple of hiccups that we had there. Um, I definitely think that it wasn't a strength issue. It was definitely a technical issue. Um, but we, you know, we're just gonna, we're just gonna keep working on that. Um, we're thinking about getting one of those belts that are like, they have like the front of the belt is shorter, like three inches and the back is four inches, um, which is they're, no, uh, they're actually true. illegal to use in the, in the USAPL. Like you're allowed I'm about to, to be like, like, wait, you use that? I've never yeah, seen yeah, anyone in our federation. No, there, I know my coach uses it. Um, and he told me, you know, maybe we need to look into getting one of these belts that might be fixed to that issue. So now that I'm not competing again until collegiate nationals, which is in March. So I have okay. plenty of time to find the issue and, you know, work, work on whatever I need to work on to fix it before I compete again. Okay. Y'all, you can buy, you can wear those belts apparently. I literally about to yeah. go look it up <laughs> in my own, but like, that's fascinating. Like I would, this is how you know you have like a, a, a good coach or myself is an awesome coach because like. Well, Marcel isn't know. my, he's not my power. He's, coach. I know, he's a nutrition coach, but still yeah. he was there uh-huh. and he was yeah. giving your coach tips forever. And uh-huh. I, I'm sure Jordan's an amazing coach too. But like, that's uh-huh. something that's so hard to spot. Like, I don't think I've ever, I would ever look at my lifter and be like, oh no, it's the belt. So like, I, I'd be like, wait, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's something else. And we got to figure out everything else. But like, uh-huh. the belts. And yeah, I guess it's lot, because and- it's too big in the front, like, and you can't, like, yeah, it's, I don't like, know. It's, you know, so thick and, you know, it's just, there's a lot in the front and apparently now a lot of people are talking about how they can't belt lift in the SBD belt. Um, even Chance, he, I think he squats in the SBD belt, but he changes over, like he switches his belt for deadlift because he can't deadlift with an SBD belt. Like it pushes him forward. This is fascinating. And I I'm love these, like, I love this. the way that, I love the way that the SPD belt looks. So I didn't want, I was like, it's not going to match my outfit. Like, I, was I know, like, oh, it looks so fly. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, you know what? The lift is more important than the way that I look on the platform, so. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm literally going to, like, ask about this. Like, I'm, like, polling, like, do you guys feel like this belt pushes you out? Because that is, like, so interesting to hear. Because, you know, all, <laughs> but knowing, like, all the, these elite lifters who wear the SPD yeah. and, like, you know, they help promote it. I'm, like, I wonder if they ever felt. I think that, <laughs> I think it just also just depends on the person's body, like, your body type. Um, for It wasn't an issue for me until I gained weight. Um. So I, you know, I obviously, you know, like I put on a little bit of weight on around my, you know, stomach area. So it makes sense why the, it, you know, it might, that's probably why it's throwing me out of position now. But when I competed with that belt at um, Collegiate Nationals, I had no issues with it then. So it was just when I put on the weight, that's when it started pushing me out of position. Okay. Now I need to understand the shirts that you wore <laughs> at the meet. I like saw like I, I half read something and I didn't fully read it but like you had a shirt that was making a statement I guess Angela yeah no so it wasn't it wasn't Angela it was Steve so oh. <laughs> uh I read the oh I heard the the podcast on the predictions for um 
the TBS, the, the meat. And um, Steve said something along the lines of, I don't see her getting a good lift score higher than 98 through 99, just because yes, she got stronger, but I don't think her gaining weight was like, that's not going to put an advantage. Like the weight gain wasn't gonna, you know? So when I first heard what they had to say, they completely counted me out for the first place too. Like they, um, I think Angelo had me predicted to get second and um, Steve had me predicted to get third. So um, they completely counted me out for that, the first place. Um, the best lifter so when I heard the podcast my first reaction I smiled and then I started laughing and then (laughs) I was like I I know why they said it you know they were going based off of what's on um USAPL database and um they were also looking at my Instagram which I don't I only post what I want people to see I don't post everything so if you're studying my Instagram you're not gonna see much there like you'll see some stuff but you're not what I'm going to lift at the meet, it's, you're not going to get very much from my Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I understand why he said that, you know, but after, after I, you know, once I, you know, stopped laughing, I was like, wow, like they're really underestimating me. So I, I talked to my boyfriend about it. He was the first person I talked to about. I was like, this is what they said. And then he started laughing and he was like, that's crazy and then he said you know what I'm gonna make some shirts and I was like no you're not and then he's like say that I won't and I was like no, you won't and then he said what's your shirt size and I told him what it was and then he sent me a screenshot like two minutes later of the shirt and I was like oh my gosh and he ordered the shirts so he asked me like um is anyone else gonna want any shirts so I, I you know I asked my mom she was gonna go my best friend my coach and his fiance and they were all like yeah you know I want a shirt and when I told my coach about it he was he was I don't know if he was upset because he doesn't really like he's all he said was pretty much like it was very vulgar what he said but he pretty much said he said f the predictions f what everybody has to say you know they don't know what you're capable of you're gonna go out there and you're gonna show them that they're wrong um that's just the nicer way of everything that he said. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and then, um, so I wasn't, I wasn't too worried about what they said because I knew, I knew why they said it. But um, I want to say that after I heard that, I was more motivated than ever to just go out there and prove everybody wrong. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to show them. So I didn't say anything. I didn't go on Instagram, say anything about it. I just kept it. It was just between me, my boyfriend and my coach. I just kept it between us. And I talked to like a couple of other people, like I briefly, like, I was like, oh, did you guys hear what they said? And they were like, yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to prove them so wrong. Just watch. And sure enough, I went on the platform and I did exactly that. And then after I talked crap about it. So I was like, after I, after I do it, then I can say something about it then. So after I finished lifting and for the awards, specifically for the awards, I changed my shirt. And I put that shirt on and I went up to Angelo and I was like, where's Steve? And then like, I showed him my shirt and he was like, oh my God, he started laughing. He's like, Steve's not here. And I was like, dang it. So he oh took a God. picture with me. Um, but yeah, that was, that's, that's why, that's why I, I, the shirt was made. <laughs> 
That is hilarious though, because there's nothing like someone saying you probably can't do this that makes you like want to do it and be like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do it. So excuse you. It's uh-huh. like a good like it gives you some fire on your butt. It's like good. Mm-hmm. So oh my god, I love to hear it, dude. <laughs> so what's next for you is collegiate nationals 2022. Mm-hmm. Plenty of time in between there. We're gonna chill at 69. Yes. Yeah. So um I haven't talked too much about Marcellus. Oh, to Marcellus about that because um I I typically take about a week off after a meet from tracking my macros. So I'll just, you know, take one week to, you know, enjoy the pleasures of eating whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And then um I get back right on track. So we haven't talked about it yet, but um I know for sure um Jordan wants me to sit heavier because you know I, I I weighed in at like 64.3 this I past saw that. <laughs> yeah and that wasn't even on purpose I was I was keeping up with my macros and up until the meet I was weighing at like 65 and a half it was weighing between 65 kilos and 66 kilos and then for some reason the week of the meet I I just I started waking up so light it was it was it was really weird. And then that day I woke up at 60, I woke up at 60, 63.9. So I ate a little bit up until weigh-ins and I got up to 64.3, but that day I woke up at 63.9. Yo. So yeah. Eating to do. Yeah, That's for sure. Do. Okay. Do you want to sit above 69? Not above 69. Definitely not. No. Uh, so the reason why I'm gaining the weight very slow is just because I am terrified of going back to looking the way that I did and, you know, just feeling heavy and just not being happy with the way that I look. So um, that's why we're doing this bulk very slowly so we can try to maximize the amount of muscle I gain through like with this bulk Mm -hmm. and not just, you know, gain a bunch of fat. So that's why we're doing it so slow. That makes total sense, though. And I hope mm-hmm. it goes, like, really smoothly, which I'm sure it will. Because you mm-hmm. have a coach who's going to walk you through it. So, uh, okay, yeah. what's the best thing you ate this week? Um, so I'm going out this weekend. I haven't decided what I'm going to eat yet. But we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, I've been eating a little here and there. Uh, yesterday, I went to get um, ice cream with my roommates. We got burgers and ice cream. Um, and today, I had... I tried Hawaiian barbecue for the first time, which is really good. Um, oh, okay. So we'll see. We'll see what the rest of the week holds. I have until okay. Sunday because I start on Monday back with my diet. So yeah. Yeah, girl. Like when I tell you after I compete, I'm like, I get one week and I'm like, I'm doing it up. Like <laughs> not every yeah. single meal, but I'm like uh-huh. each day something will taste delicious. Something's going to just be over the top delicious. And I have to have pizza in that week because I oh, just yeah. somehow can never fit in pizza when I'm like cutting. I just I it's can't so fit in it. Like, how are you just gonna eat one slice of pizza? That makes no sense. So that's like, what I mean. Oh, yeah. And I do have a broccoli on the side. Like it's yeah. like pizza is the meal. So you just have to commit to the no vegetable. <laughs> yeah, like you you can't you can't just eat one slice of pizza. Like just don't eat pizza at all. Like yeah. you know. And then I'm not about to like I I be cooking low carb stuff, whatever, but like I'm not about to have like that healthy pizza where I buy a pita bread and put salt. Oh, no. no like I might as well just eat chicken and rice at that point. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh my God. Lysha, 
It was yes. awesome talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. When I when I saw that you reached out, I was like, oh my God, I've been invited to speak on a podcast. That is so cool. Dude, like I said, you're you're a freaking rising star. And I'm excited to see you like, especially with like you have so much room to put on weight now. Like lifts go up as weight goes up. So I'm excited to see the weight go up. <laughs> in yeah, both ways. I am I am too. I'm I'm very, very excited to see how um this next training cycle goes and see what I'm gonna be hitting at collegiate nationals um yeah it'll it'll be fun oh my god it will be (laughs) all right guys thanks so much for listening I'll catch you next time on the power and lifting podcast thank you so much for listening to the power and lifting podcast If you made it this far, then please do me a huge favor and subscribe and leave a five-star review. 